afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Rob Port here on 970 WDAY. We're going to talk about sports today. Uh, and, you know, obviously we've been having a, a discussion about women's hockey that's created a lot of a lot of headlines and UND cutting the women's hockey program. Uh, and now two of, uh, I, I would say, I guess probably the most, and I, I say this as somebody who does not follow collegiate sports really at all and, and not hockey, but I guess two of the most famous um, or, or noteworthy, recognizable figures to emerge from the women's hockey program, the, the Lamoureux twins, um, you know, writing a letter to UND saying, you know, don't cut the program, we're going to fight this. They're telling the media they're going to use their social media platforms to uh to, to fight it and by the way they just came off uh where they were they were fighting i guess to get equal pay for for women's in women hockey players in whatever league they're playing in now i i and again i don't know much about the ins and outs of the actual sport um and as i've been writing about this people have been asking me well you know everybody's focused on the finances for women's hockey what about all the other sports and so I, I put in open records request to UND and NDSU, and I don't have the numbers back from NDSU yet, but don't gloat, NDSU fans, because it's probably not going to be real pretty for them either. But I got the UND numbers in, and they're ugly. But we'll get to those in a moment. If you want to join, 701-293-9000-888-970-9329 is the toll-free number. Email talk at WDAY.com, or you can send me tweets at Rob Port. And I'm, I'm going to start off with a challenge to the audience because what I am getting from a lot of sports fans is they're telling me sports are important to these schools, sports are a benefit to these schools. And I'm, I'm going to walk through some numbers with you. And I want, I want you to call in and explain to me, in a world where student loan debt is a national crisis, right? It's a big problem. In a world where the cost of higher education is through the roof. In a state where we have a budget crunch going on to where lawmakers are squabbling over funding for homeless programs and drug treatment programs. How we can justify spending the level of money that we're spending on collegiate sports? How can we justify it? That's what I want to hear from you. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Good afternoon, Natil. How are you? Not too bad today, all things considered. It's a very nice day out there. It is, for sure. I'm adjusting um, to the new work schedule. I do the morning show now, so I'm up at like 5 in the morning. Oh, my. And my body is like, no. That's tough. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> That's tough. I did a morning show for a while, and it wasn't it wasn't fun. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get used to it, but right now yeah. I'm kind of in that I should be sleeping mode. <laughs> So, in response to to, to, to the Lamoureux twins and coming out mm-hmm. and, and saying we should keep women's hockey, what I what I have said is that the truth is that women's hockey is just not that popular. I and and I, I say that, I mean the the social media response. I mean people talking about it. It has been, it has been a strong response, and there are a lot of people who are upset about the program's demise. And I, I guess my question for all those people is, why weren't you going to the games? I mean, if, if, if you loved the program so much, why weren't you going to the games? Their ticket sales in 2016 were $25,000. So you're talking about a program that costs over $2.1 million to operate a year. It's operating at a, It operated at a $1.9 million loss in 2016. Why didn't you put some of your money where your mouth is? 
If you if you think that this is such a wonderful program, it's so utterly important to the sport, so utterly utterly important to, to young women in the region, put your money where your mouth is and, and pony up and fund the program. At least show up to the games. Watch the games. That's part of the problem is is a lot of people, I think, like the idea of the program, but not necessarily the reality because they weren't watching. They weren't showing up. And that, that I think, is the ugly truth. But there's a larger story to tell here about collegiate athletics, and I harp on this all the time, but I, I have the most recent numbers. I got them via an open records request from the University of North Dakota. And here's a, here's a simple truth. Not a single sports team at the University of North Dakota made money in 2016. Not a single one. None of them. Baseball lost $635,000. By the way, the baseball program got closed down last year. Uh, Men's basketball lost $1.1 million. Women's basketball lost $1.3 million. Football, UND football, lost more than women's hockey did. Women's hockey lost in 2016 a little over $2 million. Men's football, football, lost $2.9 million. Now, obviously, more people are going to the football game. They had a lot more revenue, but they also had a lot more expenses. Lost $2.9 million. Overall, looking at the university numbers, and I, I took out all the subsidies at the university. They, they, do this, they do this thing where they count university, like institutional aid for these, uh, these sports teams, uh, and as well as student fees they count those as revenue i'm not counting those as revenue those are those are subsidies revenue is ticket sales merchandise sales concession sales you know uh broadcast you know selling broadcast rights licensing all that kind of stuff those are revenues not not subsidies from students or subsidies from the university so taking all that aside sports programs at the university of north dakota lost over 13.3 million dollars in 2016 they cost $13.3 million more than they generated in revenue. That's simple reality. Even men's hockey lost $361,000 at the University of North Dakota. Now, I, I want people to answer me. And by the way, I'm going to have these numbers for NDSU, too, and I'm interested to see what they look like. Hopefully I'll have them soon, maybe by tomorrow. But I have a, I have a feeling, outside of maybe football, all of the sports teams at NDSU are going to show that they're in the red as well. Now, when so many people are struggling to afford to send their kids to college, when student loan debt is a huge problem, when the state overall has a budget shortfall, how can we justify at NDSU alone $13.3 million? How do we justify it? I want to hear from you. If you're a sports fan, if you're a fan of collegiate sports and you think it's a benefit to the school, Call in because I want to talk with you about it. I want to hear you make your case. 701-293-9000, Email talk at WDAY.com. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Welcome back, Rob Report here on 970 WDAY, 701-293-9000, email talk at WDAY.com. Talking about the cost of the sports programs, and I, I'm going to have NDSU data, I, I'm hoping, later by later this week, but 
the numbers at UND, and this this was all started. I I don't want to say I was happy when I heard that 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 the women's sports program was was cut because I wasn't happy about it. I mean, I understand. There's a lot of people who devoted a lot of time, a lot of energy to that program. There's a lot of people who care about the sport deeply, particularly care about giving women opportunities in that sport. And I understand all that. So it doesn't make me happy that this is the situation that we find ourselves in. Uh, which, which, by the way, takes me back to to, to the Lamarill twins. I, I think they've absolutely, I mean, c- complaining to the university about cutting the program is the wrong tack to take. What they ought to be doing is trying to find ways to make these sports independent of, you know, fiscally independent so that you're not worried about budget writers or politicians or administrators or anybody else coming along and cutting your program. If you've got your own revenue stream, Right, if you're selling the tickets to make the program profitable, if you're selling the merchandise, if you've got the donations coming in for people who want to support it, then you're largely immune from those things. That's the direction we ought to be taking all of these collegiate sports. But I, I was happy that that the women's cutting the women's program demonstrated, I think, something that that flies over a lot of people's heads, which is that these sports programs do not revenue flow. They do not make money for the universities. They are a burden to their institutions. They make college more expensive for the students who want to go to UND. And I suspect when we get the NDSU numbers, we're going to find something very similar is going on there as well. Maybe outside of football, which has been on a obviously a championship run. I mean, they've they've been very very successful over the last several years, and I'm sure that's probably going to show up in the revenues. But they've also probably got a lot of other programs that are losing money, and that's the problem. How, how can we justify this? How can you say? And every time I bring this up, this this is what I get from the sports fans, is they tell me, "Well, Rob." It brings in money. It brings in money to the school. Or, Rob, it brings in recruitment. Oh, boy, that's the other thing I hear. You know, oh, it, it helps with recruitment, right? It helps bring students onto campus. Was that the sort of students we want on campus? The sort of students who are picking which campus they're going to go to based on the football team or based on the hockey team? I mean, if, if if you're a parent helping your kid choose where to go to college and you guys are taking into account the football team or the hockey team, you are not doing a good job as a parent. That's not what college is supposed to be about. These things are a distraction. These sports programs are a distraction. And I get people don't want to hear it. People don't want to hear that, that their favorite football team is making college more expensive for students. Or that the hockey team is making college more expensive for students. They don't want to hear it. And to that I say too bad, because the facts are the facts. These are the numbers. They are what they are. I'm not making this stuff up. If you want to defend this, I want to hear it. 701-293-9000, 888-970-9329, email talk at WDAY.com. Because to me, in my mind, 
They're indefensible. What What do you think, Natil? Am I off the rails here? I really don't think you are off the rails, and that's that's part of. I I struggle with it because I, I appreciate having sports teams on college campuses. I you know I'm not too far away from college. I liked having the sports teams on my campus at MSUM. I mean MSUM. The the dragons aren't you know like Big Ten schools anywhere or anything like that, but it it fosters a sense of community and it gives a connection between students. I mean, when you go to a, a sporting event, you and all of the other students that are there are rooting for a common goal, and it it's nice to feel sure. like you're part of something bigger like that. So it's I understand I understand why that's attractive, but at the same time, my focus on campus was to get my education. And I would hope that anyone who is going for a post-secondary education would be focusing on that, their education, and what's going to come after. Well, we have, we have a larger problem with kids going to college that aren't ready to be in college, right? I mean, kids are going there. I mean, that's, that's why dropout rates are so high. You can't, expect an, you can't expect an 18-year-old kid to know what they want to do yeah. with the rest of and their life. And that, that, that speaks to a larger cultural problem we have. I mean, we're expecting 18-year-olds to not just, not just decide that they know what they're going to do with the rest of their lives, but then go thousands, sometimes tens of thousands, sometimes even six figures into debt pursuing an education that supposedly is going to be used for that. And I cannot tell you from, from the, the, the guys and gals that I went to to high school with who graduated and went to college and either dropped out, I'm a dropout myself, or got a degree that they ultimately didn't use. They're not working in the career field that their degree applies to. And why is that? Because a lot of them went into college when they were 18 because my generation in particular, we were made to feel that if you didn't go directly into college at a high school, you were a bum. We had this. Uh, that was the same thing that was drilled into us. It, that was my that generation. Was it was, so yep, that's, it was, that's it was a, go to college, get a good yeah. job. You'll never get a good job if you don't go to college. And so, so that's the larger thing. But then, then you have this other side where, where we start treating college like it's not just about education. It's about this experience. And to a degree, I get that, right? I, I like the idea of coming on campus and now you're meeting people who speak other languages. You're meeting people who have different worldviews, different life experiences. That stuff is important. But a lot of the college experience that we're selling is wrapped up in these sports teams and everything. And I'm telling you, they are exploitive of students and they are exploitive of taxpayers. And they need, we got to do something about them. 701-293-9000, email talk at WDAY.com. I want to hear what you think. Am I right or wrong? Love to, love to talk it out with you. More to come straight ahead on the Rob Report. Don't go away. Welcome back, Rob Report here on WDAY, 701-293-9000, email talk at WDAY.com. My challenge to you collegiate sports fans out there, justify the cost of the sports programs in terms of benefit to the school, because every time I talk about this stuff, we've been talking about the University of North Dakota, $13.3 million is what their programs cost over and above the revenue and, and 
that they generated. Um, that to me is a problem. That's not justifiable in a world where student loan debt's a problem. Uh, we have budget issues here in the state of North Dakota. It's not justifiable, but sports fans a lot of times tell me it is. I want to hear from you. 701 293 9000, 888 I got a caller, Jay. Go ahead. Yes, uh, say I, I think there's a side issue uh, that uh, uh, graduates from high school hope they're going to get a free ride here. How much of a ride? You know what I'm saying? Graduates from high school hope they're going to get a free ride at, in college? Is that? I, I'm not understanding. Yeah. Explain you, a little more. With, with oh, sports the free, scholarships? The free ride, I'm saying, is, you know, everything paid for. By, by okay. getting like a sports scholarship? Is that what you mean? Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we hand out sports scholarships. We do that. And I've, I've heard that argument where people saying, well, you know, it's a way to, to, to draw athletes into school. But what we're talking about, I mean, subsidizing sports programs to that end, that's a lot of money to spend on a relatively small group of students. I mean, if, if we want to fund, if, if we want to fund, you know, more scholarships to make college more accessible for more students, then let's do that. I don't think we need a sports program to justify doing that. Sure, I understand. Uh, but uh, it, it happens uh, at every university, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm sure you're right. Uh, you know, that's that is certainly scholarships are a big part of it. And also, uh, by the way, it wasn't that long ago that that the universities began paying players, right? I mean, what I I have to go back. Oh and look yeah. What, what all that was, but um, and I, I don't, I don't know the exact numbers. At the University of North Dakota, maybe, maybe they're in the report, but it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a problem. Um, you know, these sports programs are costing more and more, and uh, it's, it's to me, it's getting harder to to justify the benefits for the university, which are honestly pretty nebulous a, a lot of the time. Jay, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight eight eight. Nine seven zero nine three two nine. I want to hear from you, sports fans. Justify this to me. Make it make sense to me. Steve, go ahead. There is no justifying it. Thanks for bringing this out. I always was under the assumption I figured the big sports like football and hockey made enough to offset the loser sports like women's hockey and diving. I had no idea that everybody was losing money on the table. That's how it is at UND in 2016. Now, I'm not going to say that's the case every year. Uh, nor am I going to say that that's the case at NDSU. I don't have the numbers for NDSU yet. Those are coming. I put in the request. Hopefully we'll have those this week, and when I do have them, we'll talk about them. But here's the reality. I mean, the schools in a lot of ways can't just – they can't just operate the, the, the profitable programs, right? Like, a UND can't just do men's hockey. And I, and honestly, I, I think because there is a generalized category. I mean, obviously, UND sells a lot of merchandise that is – you can't really, right? If if UND sells a UND T-shirt, is that because of is that revenue generated by the men's hockey team or the women's hockey team? I mean, what what sport are they a fan of? They can't really do that. So they do have a general category, and I suspect because men's hockey is the big the big kahuna up at UND, a lot of that revenue is probably attributable to the men's hockey team. So overall, the the men's hockey team probably shows a profit if we were able to go through and start moving some of that money around and, and, and attributing it from that general category. Men's hockey at UND probably turns a small profit. The thing, though, is that they can't just they can't just do the men's hockey team. You have Title IX considerations where there has to be a level of parity between women's and men's sports. You know, so 
you know that that's sort of the conundrum that they're in. And, and even even those profitable pro- profitable programs, you know, if if the men's hockey team goes to the championship, they're probably going to be profitable that year. I'm sure that the NDSU football teams generated a lot of revenue because of their championship run. But is that the case every year? I mean, if 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 they if the program fades for a while now and is maybe out of the championship for a few years, are they going to be profitable every year? Probably not. Most most and and overall the pro you know the sports programs are not profitable and most schools probably don't even have one profitable program because I am talking about sports at UND and NDSU but meanwhile Minot State University Valley City State Mayville State Wapaton all of these schools have sports programs and I guarantee you they don't even have one profitable sport and I'm I'm gonna look into all of them because we need these numbers I don't think people have any idea how much sports is costing the taxpayers and the students. You know, and how much can you afford, you know, for a few people? I, I've heard over the last few days, you know, well, look at what we've created, the famous Lamaru twins. Really? Walk into a cafe in Carrington or a bar in Buell and say, how about those Lamaru twins? You're getting a lot of blank scares. You've got programs costing millions for the pleasure of a handful of people. That's just not sustainable. Yeah. And if, I mean, and, and maybe there is a way to make it sustainable. I mean, may, maybe there's a way to find the fan base to tell the fan base listen if you want to have this team then you got to donate money you got to buy tickets you got to buy merchandise um maybe there's a way to do it i'm a little doubtful looking at you know in, in 2016 the women's hockey team at und did twenty five thousand dollars in ticket sales they averaged about a thousand people a game you know that's about what eight eight percent capacity at, at their venue that's not good uh, so I, I don't know if there's enough people out there who are willing to do it, but I, I, I think maybe that's the mandate we've got to create. I have always said get sports off campus, but maybe we say, listen, if you want to have sports on campus, if you want it associated with the school, they have to, they have to stand on their own two feet in terms of revenue. But why would we want to do that when you have that wonderful thing called tax dollars? Yeah. Well, and, and not just tax dollars, but students too. Students, millions of dollars in student fees go into these programs. Millions. Why is that? Why is that okay? I, I mean, I don't understand. When, when we talk all the time about how hard it is to go to, you know, how expensive college is, how tough it is on students, student loan debt's a problem, and here we're charging students millions of dollars for these sports programs that most of them don't participate in. I'm with that, you, Rob. It's it's not justifiable. Steve, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero. Nine three two nine. I mean, to me, it's it's a question of priorities. And people think I it's it. I don't hate sports. I I think sports are fun. I get it. It's entertaining. I I get even collegiate sports bring talented, entertaining athletes into communities that could not possibly sustain professional sports programs. Right. So. I, I I understand the appeal. I get why people like it, but we have got to look at how. We're subsidizing this because we are taking money away from university general funds, money that could be used for academics, money that could be used to, to make it a little easier for kids to go to college, and we're taking money away from the students themselves to subsidize what amounts to entertainment. I, I, I have a hard time in my mind. I had a hard time justifying it. And, and I got to tell you, Natil, I thought both of our callers for this show, I mean, they're so far, and, and even even on social media, you know, in, in, in response to my posts, you know, at sayanythingblog.com, I expected a more negative reaction than we're getting so far. 
I honestly did. I, I, I think I think a lot of people were pretty shocked by some of these numbers because they're just not numbers people see every day. Uh, let's see. Daryl's got a question. Go ahead. Yeah, I was wondering, you know, North Carolina just won the basketball championship. I'd like to know how, how uh, you know, what, if, what that basketball team makes in, in Which, revenue, if any. And, you know, like the Florida Seminoles, football, you know, yeah. the football schools. I'd like to know how that compares because they're Division One. Yeah, one double A, but so so there's actually um, there's actually for for NCAA teams, and it's I think it's Division One. All all Division One athletic programs have to make disclosures on their revenues and subsidies to the NCAA. So that's revenues from everything: ticket sales, merchandise, licensing, all that kind of stuff. And then also what the school spends in direct institutional support and student fees on the sports programs. Now, that's not all the schools. There's only two schools in North Dakota that report, UND and NDSU, which is probably why I spend so much time talking to them, because that, that information is, is available. USA Today actually keeps an online database of all of it. So if you're curious about this, oh, you, okay. could go, you could go and look. If, if you Google it, I think it's like NCAA database, USA Today. If you Google it, you can find it. And you can see every school, including UND and NDSU. And what you'll find is that even most of the Division One programs don't make money. Now, the thing to keep in mind is, is what you're looking at is all the sports at that school. So if you go to the University of Alabama, obviously the Crimson Tide, they have a, they have a you know, dynamite football yeah. program. Maybe that one makes revenue, but that's probably going to be offset by, like, the track team or maybe the basketball team. Or so. I don't know. But – you know, I, well, I think if you look overall at most schools, their sports programs are are a net financial burden. Wow, you know, and UND, of course, NDSU doesn't have hockey, and they don't have women's hockey. So I suppose, right. I mean, that kind of plays into it a little bit. But and NDSU has fewer sports overall, um, and in the past, they've been paying less to subsidize their sports than UND, probably because they have fewer sports. And I, I suspect that the, the you know the football championship run they went on to had a had a big you know because when your team's winning it's generating more revenue um, yeah yeah you know which is why trends are important but I'm I'm getting that data for 2016 and we could certainly explore that as well and I think what we're going to find at NDSU is they're losing money overall too but hopefully sure. we'll have that data soon Daryl thanks for the call appreciate it more to come straight ahead we'll wrap up the rob report right after this if you want to join in get your two cents in 701-293-9000-888-970-9329 i expected to be inundated with angry sports fans with this uh with this topic today and so far i think everybody's sort of getting the point but if you don't i want to hear from you 701-293-9000-888-970-9329 email talk at wday.com we'll be right back don't go away Report here on 970 WDAY. Wrapping things up. If you want to get in on the last few minutes, 701 293 9000, 888 970 9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. Um, all right. A couple of emails. Uh, it's the age old question why is the rich man busy dancing while the poor man pays the band? You know, that, that's a good point. One, one thing you got to remember about collegiate sports is. is there are a lot of people who make a lot of money out of it. I mean, there's there are coaches who are making six-figure salaries. There was a map a few years ago I saw of the highest-paid public employee in each state in the nation, and, like, two-thirds of the states 
it was like a it was like a basketball coach or a football coach at at a state university was the highest paid public official. Not not a doctor, not an engineer, you know, not a governor or anybody like that. It was like a football coach. That's depressing. Um, you know, and and not just coaches. I mean, there's there's um, you know, obviously, you know, the hospitality industry, I'm sure makes a lot of money off of it. There's, you know, the media broadcasting and everything else that's that's all very lucrative. But it's all built on the backs of taxpayers and students subsidizing those sports. Is that right? I have no problem with sports as an enterprise, sports as a business. I have no problem with people making money. I do have problem with subsidies, though. And that's what's going on with collegiate sports. Uh, Another emailer, uh, you're not getting negative feedback because your listeners use their gray matter logically. (laughs) Well... I, I, I guess I like to think I'm, I'm maybe I'm, I'm just making my point well, Natil. Maybe maybe people just can't pick apart my argument. Maybe that's where we're at. I've just I have done my job so well explaining the point. Nobody disagrees with me. How weird for that to happen. Seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. I got a caller, Jeff. What's up, Jeff? Yeah. Um... I grew up uh, in in sports, and uh, both of my kids um, uh, had, you know, they were in sports in high school and in college. But I agree with you. I I just I I've changed my mind way I used to think, and uh, I just I yeah I I don't see it anymore. I just uh, I think it, it's silly this way. I, 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 and I, I think because Jeff, I feel the same way you do. My, my kids are, are in sports. Uh, my youngest, I'm sure he'll eventually get into sports when he gets old enough. I think sports are important. I think there's a lot of good lessons to learn from sports, but I think that we need to, we, we need to think about the interaction between sports and, and our, our, not just our, our, our colleges and universities, but also in K through 12. I, I mm-hmm. think there are a lot of questions we need to ask about some of our priorities and how we spend tax dollars around it. Some of our priorities in terms of, you know, sports sort of crowding out maybe other more academic pursuits. Uh, these are our questions, and I, I know it's hard because people love sports. People feel passionately about them. They're things that people spend a lot of time and effort on, and that's all well and good. But you know we've got to remember there's other priorities too. And and I, I think if if we could get to a point where we can have that debate as as a society we're going to be in a good place we're going to be in a better place no is that, I is that sort of too. how you feel as well jeff yes i do yeah yeah so I, I i hope i hope more people are coming around to it thanks thanks for the call jeff appreciate it i hope more people are coming around on this i i hope more people are are going to start to ask these questions because i i think there is a way where we can continue to do sports at colleges, where we can continue to do sports at schools. In the past, I have been of the opinion that we got to just get sports out, just do them completely separately. I think even, and then I, I think a lot of that comes with frustration with people who refuse to understand what the costs are, refuse to acknowledge, you know, some of the distraction that that sports is. I think there is a way though that we can do sports in conjunction with high schools, with universities, with colleges. And I think the way to do it is is to make them revenue neutral, right? If you want to have, if you want to have a sports program at the school, then you need to find the donors. You need to find, you know, the, whether you know whether it's alumni or you know ticket sales or whatever. They got to be self sustaining. One last call to end the show, Todd. We got a few minutes left. What's up? Hey, Rob. Good show today. Thank you. 
One other point, and I don't know how much uh, you've talked about this today, but the student activity fees that the kids that are going to college are paying and the increases in them and the amount that goes to pay for college athletics is as out of hand as the total budget, in my mind. Yeah. And I I was glad to see that uh, the students up at NDSU here about a year ago uh, voted down the increase. They did, yeah. And the athletic department even came out and tried to, to let them know that the amount that they were paying for the Missouri Valley football and the summit was well below what the other schools were paying, or kids at other schools were paying, and they still voted it down, which I think was great. They Good on them. They, they held the line because those students, those student governments, man, they get bullied on stuff like that. Todd, we're out of time. Thanks for the call. Uh, that's it uh, for today. Jay Thomas Show coming up next. Remember, you can catch me here 1 to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday or 24 hours a day, seven days a week at sayanythingblog.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again. Station by the name.